As I, I guess is the way to say it. As I, uh, as I yeah. talk to all of you, how's yeah. everyone doing? Very great, good. great. Yeah, Thank you. Good. Really glad to be down here. It's, uh, it's been a little bit. I, I'm excited to have yeah. uh, have everyone. I know we got a little chat a couple months ago on Arts on Fire, but I mean this is the first time uh, meeting everyone in person. I guess really, actually, to start off, if we want to go down, we'll start down this way. And if you want to give your name and what you do in the band, I guess that's the best way to start, so everyone kind of can like, sure, you know, relate relate the voice the to voice, the name yeah. and all that good stuff. My name's Rick Rick Miami, and I'm the singer. Uh, play rhythm guitar, some leads, ebo guitar, and I've been with Virusex since the start. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, Dave Klein, I play bass. Except for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> sure Dave. He's like, that's it, man. That's <laughs> it. It's, it says it all. Uh, Jared Sin, and uh, we've uh, we've been kicking this for 40 years off and on, and uh, it's been a crazy ride, but I, I think the last year of this has been the best. You know what I mean? So, And I play guitar. Yeah. I'm Sam, the original drummer from Virus X since 1983. Yeah, we've been uh, really kicking it up this year. 40 years going wild, going crazy. We're gonna bring some chaos and mayhem to uh, Jamestown tonight. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. First time uh, seeing you guys. It's so funny because the I remember discovering you guys like maybe a day after you played, and I think it's the last time you played here. Mojos. We're talking like 2017. This wasn't yes. like yeah. yesterday. Right. It was a while ago. But Billy down at Chocolate Music being like, "Hey, like this punk band. Like, I mean, he knows what I listen to and stuff. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, like you'd probably like this band." And all of a sudden, he turned me on to this band. He said he'd like just met like the day before. It's funny how that works. Now we're cool. now what is that? Five six years later, now I'm yeah. in the studio with all exactly. of you. You're back in town. You know how everything just uh, like slowed down, stopped, or disappeared for like yeah. three years. So pretty much, uh, but we're we're super happy. And that dude's super cool. I mean, that, Billy rules. Oh, that's uh, so crazy. The music store is like this lost in time. Like I just I don't know if it's set up like how it was. Things changed, but. In the back, it looked like the Beatles could just walk on and do a set. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it still looks like, yep, oh, still set up, yeah. still same setup. Yeah, the place was, I mean, the equipment that's in that place, I haven't seen a a Farfisa uh, keyboard in, I don't know how long. <laughs> and he had like eight of them. In the Marshall mean? amplifier? Oh, yeah. yeah Marshall yeah, amps. He had a, remember, he had a 73 Les Paul Custom there. Ooh. Yes, in the window, yes. And I think he wanted three grand. So it was like real, then it was really reasonable. God Beautiful. knows what that is now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Triple in value. Triple in value but. Billy, the funniest thing about Billy, I always tell him his talent, too, is like the, like the guitar or whatever you just, like anything you could bring up, a piece of equipment you saw in 2017, he'll know it right away. He'll know the color. He'll oh, know yeah. the breath. Like, I'm like, I, he'll ask me. He'll reference, like, oh, don't you remember this bass or something from five years? It's like, no, to be honest, if, if I'm being honest with you, I don't remember that at all and yeah. how you remember this doing this every day is mind-blowing i just don't understand it but yeah that's uh that's yeah, how super it is. uh super cool dude he, he told us uh when we were doing get ready well we were in the store just bopping around and we were just doing what we do now we're walking around town and he's like, guys, need anything? I'll be at the show. So we just go right next door if you break a string or something <laughs> yeah, like exactly. that. It's super cool, dude. A good, yeah. lo good, yeah. lo good location for sure. Right next door. Yeah, literally <laughs> right next door. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's funny to like think back. I guess is like how I discovered the band versus now. Now you're here with us. Very, uh, very happy to have you. No doubt about it. Let's go. You know, let's let's go back. We'll kind of start with some of the probably the ones you get asked the most. But the beginning of the band. I mean, going back 40 years, the kind of. The beginning of Virus X, did all of you kind of know each other beforehand? Was the band what brought you together? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, me and Rick were kicking it together, but me and Sam were in school together, and Sam had a band, like a Black Sabbath type of band. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was called Black Rose Black of Death. Black Rose of Death. <laughs> nice. uh, so, and me and Rick were kicking, and I was like... We're cousins, huge, so. yeah, oh, nice. huge into like the Sex Pistols at that time, and really big into the Dead Kennedys. And then that was his only. I remember we, and me, and him got together one time, and we were <laughs> partying and driving around. And he goes, "Hey, you ever heard this?" And he whips out uh, "Never Mind the Bollocks." Oh, so man. it was a cassette, and he threw it in. We knew it all. We like, we like, we got to do something musically, and he already was. And so it ends up turning out. Me and him start doing some stuff, and. Me and him and the bass player from the band he was in, which is his family, uh, we all start, the four of us start jamming and start really, really kicking it at his parents' house. And uh, and that's how it kind of started from an infancy stage. And it just rolled from there. I mean, we marketed everything ourselves. We used to... And another crazy thing that kind of spurred us on in 1983, me, Jaron, Rick, it was the fall, went to Toronto right. to go oh, see yeah. the Viotones because Steve Leckie from the Viotones was going to commit suicide on stage either in Toronto or Jeez. New York City. That was or part of the advertisement. <laughs> that was the act. So we got That's there. a way to get people in yeah. the door. It got they us got, there. It got I mean, us there. We drove to Toronto. So we we got drove to Toronto and stuff. So we got to see. This was like a... 78. This is like one of those Sex Pistols, Ramones, like in that the era. Ones, are you familiar with them? No, to be honest. Oh, that's Toronto's version of the it's Sex Pistols. It's Toronto's Pistol. Canadian. Oh, no, yeah. One of the best bands ever from Toronto. Oh, yeah. So when you when you look yeah, at all those bands that popped out in 78, like the Sex Pistols, them, Clash, this is the Canadian band that would be that Sex Pistols so band. What he did during the show was the craziest thing. We were there. He would take beer bottles and Broke smash them, them on the yeah. stage. And then just cut his arm and then yeah. swing in the arm, and they're behind chicken wire and blood would fly into the audience. Yeah. And then everybody started whipping beer bottles at the band and everything, which is going in chaos. And then everybody in the place found out we were from Buffalo, and they were kind of like a gang related band back then. Oh, yeah. shit. And all of a sudden, Rick said the word Buffalo too loud. Remember, we were, no, like, I think, I mean, we were like running out the bar because everybody wanted to kill us. I think it was kind of to like two of them he was talking to somebody. Going corners, looking, looking at me, and like, we're going to get beat up. So <laughs> we, we snuck out, and we remember we had to park in like an alley because there was nowhere to park right. on. Where, where, it was off Young Street. Yeah. Go upstairs called the Upper Lip. The Upper Lip. And we literally got the key in the car in the Camaro. Foot on the gas, and they were coming at us. It was right. like one of the movies in an yeah. alley, and we're remember? going. They were just like they were. They moved yeah, out. Yeah, it was. We were getting over. We had escape. We escaped them. You they know, were going to it, kill us. It was one. Oh we God. said yeah, it was the most violent. Show we said ever before. Seen great we, show too. Yeah, it was a great show. We said before we even went in there, like all of us were like, "Look, don't talk to anybody because then they're going to hear our voice." And know that we're not Canadian. I mean, this is the oh, kind yeah. of yeah, it's the really, kind of club. Is a giveaway. Oh, oh. This upper lip club was like it's not like those New York City ones. Like, no, you don't look the part. Yes, you do. No, you can stay. You can go. You they let you in, but they're looking at you, seeing like, you <laughs> what's know, going on. You know, obviously you wear different clothes. Sure that. You may have jeans and a punk rock look. We're putting the fish in the barrel, and yeah. we'll let you in. Yeah. So we go upstairs and. They didn't sell beer by the bottle. They sold it by the case. So we had to buy a case, and they dumped, like, a bag of ice on top of it, and we walked away. 
and we were sitting in a corner, like just like how that bars up against that window here. We were sitting in a corner, and then we're we're just we weren't even really talking to each other. No, because we we're, we're like we just want to see the show without an incident because it was that atmosphere. And well, the, the opening band he for her, starts. Yeah. He starts talking to some girl that was like, oh, and right away, like, heads are like, are those Americans? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, I mean, we literally yeah. got to see the show, yeah, got to see him go nuts, and then and ran would, out the building and jumped in a Camaro and, and boogie. And he would come at you, too, because when you were watching Kick the scene, you. he would come right up the front and try booting you right in the face if you got too close, <laughs> and you wouldn't expect it. You're like, watch it, get bumped, oh, flying, and get, get knocked out cold. Oh, it was crazy. I, just I still think he's the last man he, I ever uh, saw in a club. Really? Yeah. Loudest band we ever saw in a club. Had to there do. was Lows the Who. Even That's how loud they were. In a little club. Yes, I was going to say, preferably not like a football stadium. That's no, not. No, it was 500 no. people in the Who. It was yeah. like that loud. Yeah, it was crazy. This kind of brings up a point that I've I've started to really like talking to you to like mm-hmm. punks who are around in like the 80s and stuff. Because again, like I think as time goes on, those shows don't happen. Like I've heard of those shows, but like I'm 30 and is I've went to punk shows probably 15, 20 years of my life, but like. I can't think of a show where things like that go down. I feel like there yeah. was a time where that was kind of the norm. I mean, was that the punk scene back then? I feel the like that was the norm of all the shows. Every show you went to, you either fought or you took a beating. Right. What. So you had to roll in like you're the toughest guy and you had to prepare. Because even if you went to see the Forgotten Rebels, you would get sucked yeah. punched in the yeah. head if you weren't Ooh. expecting it. Ramones were like that too. Oh, we seen, seen him at the Salty Dog, and it was crazy. You said someone got stabbed. Yeah, we were at the, well, yeah the Fredonia one. Yes, Fredonia. Jamming away, and all of a sudden, Joey said, "Stop the show! Stop!" And there's a person like laying there bleeding out and everything, and he was like screaming. Yeah, the, the WBNY yeah. compass that show, Fuck remember? God. And then yeah, they get, we started pulling the chairs down on the bleachers. The upper, they were throwing the chairs down into the crowd, and people were getting maimed. It was the craziest thing we Chairs were tipped over. Yeah, it was, it was a bloodbath. Last time so, well, you know, every time, uh, I mean, we've <laughs> seen him in a really ago. nice venue, uh, the Salty Dog Saloon. I don't, that yes. God knows what that is, what building or whatever it is now, but it was the perfect room to see him in. It was like large, but not too big. And uh, it's, it's a room we did uh, college music yeah. journal awards, yeah. and uh, they picked a bunch of bands to come down and play. So it's the same place, pretty decent set. Winter got signed to EMI. We oh, came, nice. Yeah, we came in third, and we got to interview third. to blow ourselves up. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough living back then. Jeez. You know what it is when you think you're, uh, at first you don't even think you'll even get into any position, one, two, or three, or anything mm-hmm. like that. So we were like, nah. It's out of 118 bands. You know. Yeah, it was cool to be third. We were so That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, and in those days, it was pretty much people, some of the DJs, especially from B&Y and all those, they were into the punk scene, so they... They kind of chose a few of us out of a hat almost, literally. And it was cool to do it, and then to place was even cooler. And I could still remember, and no one really realized it, but the one guitar that I had, and in those days, there were no... Well, the Guild X-79. Yeah, there were no, like, uh, remote stuff. You had a cord. And I remember I was moving across, and I went to get to my wah pedal, and the cord came out. But it was so... Everybody else was so loud. <laughs> you it was like, you didn't really... Yeah, it was like, it was like, oh, maybe he's taking a pause. And then I grabbed the cord, put it back in, and I jumped right back in. But yeah, that... Uh, and we were like, there's no chance we made like two or three mistakes or whatever. But uh, in the end, it was cool, and uh, but yeah, it was good general, to have that. all shows were violent and aggressive. Mm-hmm. From 83 to 89, which is, there was probably more. I'd say that's what I was about to ask. Was there like a, 
Like, that's the interesting part to me. Like, no one was, clapped. Was it, like, slowly a transition from it, or did you just go to a show one day and, like, everyone was well-behaved? Like, I mean, was it, was it like, gradual, or was it just kind nah, of stamp I think, a finger? Uh, when the record came out, people yeah. started being nicer to us. No, the violence of the show... They <laughs> no, he's talking about in general. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I think the violence that, went away in the 90s because yep. the, the people changed. Uh-huh. We were, and we were, some we of the... Uh, the 60s. We knew what happened in 77. We couldn't wait to get to, you know, 83 and turn 16 and go crazy, you right. know what I mean? Well, that's the other thing. You kind of know this is happening, right? Yes. I mean, you go to these shows, I mean, you're kind of well aware, like... It's funny because I think sometimes you paint these pictures of people. Some people go, "Oh my God, why would you ever go?" And other people are like, "Oh my God, I wish I was like I wish I was at the Ramones show where the dude got stabbed. Like I'd still go. Like, <laughs> I want to see the Ramones. Like, we, we, uh, I might get stabbed. That's worth it. That's we well fought. worth it. We still went to the next time they did to see if it would happen again. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're like, well, I better not go next time. It's like well, we went right go next time. And then one time we opened for Croce and Conformity was like oh, 1986 nice. yeah. at a pizzeria in Buffalo. And at the end of the show, we fist fought him in the parking lot because <laughs> they made our microphone stink. And then they started mouthing off to us. He threw it, too. And, and so then we picked up a brick off the ground and threw it right through the windows. And had a good time driving back to Carolina. It was like February in yeah, Buffalo. The, the, uh, the, I can still remember the singer. And they were, they were no, they, and at that time, they were really nobody. But they were, what they had is like a Econoline 350 van, and they all were in it. Piled all their equipment. They hoped to God that when they rolled up to the gig, it's like, dude, can I use your amp, man? Because they didn't want to take their shit out. I couldn't believe it. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, uh, They didn't want to take any of that stuff out. Or a bath. Or a bath. So (laughs) That was the problem, right, with the microphone. I looked at a picture of a couple weeks ago. They still look dirty. A little scruffy. (laughs) They still look like they'll they'll stick on the microphones. I ruined my singer mic because I brought it home. I was like, oh, I just put it in the sink. I washed it with water. And they go, you can't can't do that. that. With the mic, I did. I destroyed it. It was done. destroyed it. That's one man I will not have in here for the studio interview. If you do, you got it. You know those I didn't use any soap. I thought it would be okay. We're burning them after. One time usage. If I didn't use soap, I'd be okay. But the water still destroyed it. I copies back then this record and they're like you have no equipment in that van and you're this dirty you sold a hundred thousand we only sold a thousand copies we're doing better right <laughs> we can still take a shot yeah they had some good so yeah when a lot of these uh when a lot of yeah. these bands would blow through town either us you know they, google dolls they weren't even called that then they were the beaumonts and then oh, wow yeah we said uh, nice. you know painkillers black all these green different jello. green jello oh very nice yeah, yeah. Those guys yeah, were crazy. Those guys were the... Yeah. Oh, they opened for yeah. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, and we used to do a lot of different things together there with them. And WBNY was so intricate into all of our gigs, whether mm-hmm. it was the Goo Goo Dolls, Us, uh, yeah, Black Cats, 10,000 Cats, 10, Maniacs, nice. uh, yeah. College any of those. That was a different era. That college radio seemed, I mean, I wasn't born back then, but like even, I mean, I love tons of bands that era, and it's like, yeah, college radio was the only place a lot of them seemed to get played, or would yeah. be the first place, like before commercial right. radio, maybe 100%. in Britain, like even like an REM or something, like long before oh, big, time. It matters college fact, radio. At yeah. that time, when what we're talking about, that one album from REM was out, and they were kicking it there. Oh, around the clock, around the clock, you know what I mean? Oh, nice. Uh, and that place had probably one of the most wonderful collections of vinyl, vinyl oh, I've yeah. ever seen. The, the collection of cassettes. Like promo copies. Uh, the, oh, yeah, the cassette collection from having you know people like us on doing a show or just doing an interview. And uh, just the, the wealth of, of recording stuff that they had there was incredible. It was a really cool scene at that time 
Like if you Nick the knife, we, supportive, very supportive and, DJs. You know, a lot like of Nick people. <laughs> a lot of people say, "Oh well, um, oh I had my agent do this or do that." We literally, I don't know if it's me and him or me and him. One of the two. He was going above state at the time, but one of the two. One of I was with one of these two, and we simply went to the back door, like where you would like let people in to load equipment. Right? I told you I found the station in there, I go, and we oh, found it. I was like, And all we did was knock on the door, and the DJ said, "What's up?" And we were like, "Oh, we're a band. We just wanted to talk to you." And so, yeah, come on in. It was just like a really weird, like everything go green light for everything. Yeah, it was. We hung out with them, and we dropped the needle on our record, man. And it was like, uh, it was super cool hearing it like on the radio. You know what I mean? At that time, it was great. And everybody kind of followed. You've got to remember, nobody had vinyl but us. There's a ton of bands, including these bands that are, like, you know, big timers today. They didn't have anything. They were bopping around with a chromatic cassette of yeah. something that, <laughs> you know, yes, trying to do at all, our, all the shows. And we really pulled it together and said, you know what, let's do some vinyl. And Rick's an artist, so he's the one that did all the artwork. Oh, nice. Yeah, all the cartoons. You know. Oh, very nice. So we didn't it's have to go. Rick. So we didn't have to go. Hey, you know, now we got to go find someone. We this is how we want to see. We're like Rick, design it like this, and don't do this, do that, do that, and boof, and it came out. And that was like our brand image was that pink album, and we. We Which said, where can we get the most? Yeah. Like, oh, no, your artwork, like, on all of it is very, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're familiar with the band, like, yeah, all, all your artwork is very, like. I love comics. Yeah. It, I love it. It works very well with the band and everything. It works with the style, the image, like, thank, thank it's And perfect. I'll tell you what, and it really worked for any form of advertising, because there's a, when you did a show, say, at the Continental or Mr. Shabs or one of these places, we would have him design a flyer. Nice. And then me and him would start, like, at Elmwood and Forest and yep. walk all the way down to, like, Allentown, yep. turn around and walk back. And every place had a little cork board or whatever. <clears throat> but after a while, we would take his stuff, because we'd have, like, 90 shows in or deep or whatever. We'd, like, cut this out on that, change the date, do this. Because they're reusing. And we just started so reusing it. And, and we, we, we're finding those now. Like we're we finding those now, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's kind of why I brought it up, because we're using them again, because oh, nice. we, he's dug them out of his house and stuff like that in his yeah, art collection. Yeah, when we said it was one day, like, it was 1983, cutting <laughs> then I cut all the words out of the magazine from different letters and taped it down because I said I'm gonna make Jesus. one of those things using art, Rick's artwork. Yeah, those ransom and, letter uh, flyers, yeah. Ransom letter flyers. You know, was was there the the one I always hear from that era is like Kinkos or something like that? Like, was there a place you'd have to go and go like? Oh, there was a place. Now we we did go to Kinkos, but what me and Sam would do, we would like get his stuff and we me and him would like create something. It's like okay. We took the, the flyer from playing the Continental at this show, and in three weeks we're playing again, but we're playing with, you know, uh, Teenage Head or something like that. So we're, we're changing all that stuff. And then me and him, like at the time when I was in high school and, and afterwards, I worked at the Hilton. I was a bellhop there. So we would go like at 10, 11 o'clock at night when they call the uh, the – night auditor shift or whatever and nobody was really there we would hit the printer and just like grab a leaf of paper and we just keep blowing and the one operator says they keep coming in and every once in a while I'm going where's all the paper and you know those machines didn't no have counters on them all up, so I would wind up I go there's like 20 of these left all like once oh, yeah, because of that we had hundreds of them like an archive of saved like from yeah. years ago shows. Part of the job. <laughs> Part of the job, and and all the you know everybody that worked there was like our age. We either went to high school or whatever with them, and uh, it's all that 
those jobs are those kind of ones like where you're in college and you're going on to the next. You don't really have a direct care for everything. Yeah, I'm not going to be here. And so people, that's when people say, yeah, they'd open up a door. Yeah, come on in. Or you do this or do that. Because you had to buzz in to get behind the counter. So One time we actually bought the paper that had the sticky stuff in the back. Oh, God. ran it through the machine. The blue. Yeah, it was blue. And you would just dip it in a bucket of water and go. Yeah, it's and like it a wallpaper stuff. Wall that the, not like a normal sticker. Back university, oh they had door built in like an 18, 18 something. They flipped out. Virus oh sticker. They flipped out. Open. They called. They hunted us down on the phone. They wanted to sue us. We're not happy. Had my dad's phone number on it back then. And that's how dumb we were. Like his his parents, <laughs> who you know. They're the least punk rock that you'll find. They know all about it, but they're a little they bit were older. They musicians, so they yeah. were accepting it, though. And his oh, number nice. would be yeah. on there. And then his parents' number, who they never, ever, ever changed it. So you could be whatever. <laughs> and, like, crazy <laughs> people are. And his parent and, and his father. <laughs> and his father is the identical name. So this is how all the, con- <laughs> this is how all the conversations are. Yeah, I want to talk to Sam. Yeah, this is Sam. <laughs> Sam Frischone. Yeah, this is Sam. <laughs> And that, about the one, and it's like, who is it? And it was like, it, they're they're looking for him, and they're talking to his dad. Yeah. So his dad had to put up with all that. And then the crazy, my aunt would be like, be like, someone just like, I need this right now. So I'm gonna call. It's like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> you had to call this phone number at that time. So yeah, initially, you, you know, you, that's where your operator was out of your houses. But yeah, uh, these things particularly, oh, um, say, you know, ten, fifteen years later after we put those up. Still I'm with my. I'm with. I'm now. I have. Now I have kids. So I'm cruising down the street, and I every year I was like, "When are what they going to take that down street, on Main Street?" I said, "When are they going to take that down?" No, city My kids must have been like two and four, four and six, or something like that. And I said, "Come here." We pulled over off Main Street, and I walked over, and I said, "That's a band your dad was in." She goes, "When were you playing?" I said, "That's." I don't even believe it's still here. But this is like from that. It was actually the place that we played. It was outside their built or outside of their uh, well, structure. Thunderbird. Thunderbirds. Yeah. <laughs> and this place was so nuts. It was like uh, Animal House mixed with Roadhouse. Yeah. And <laughs> so it's gig. so it's college craziness. Like everybody there from Niagara University, Niagara Community College, and stuff like that. And then you had like the rednecks of Niagara. you had the rednecks of Niagara <laughs> Falls or people that like that's their bar. And then the fight starts, and this. So you got like two different types of people. It was, it was, and then at the end of the night, remember, mm-hmm. this is how this place was. They would never give you a, a glass. At the end of the night, there'd be like ten thousand solo cups, and they just would sweep the cups up off the floor. <laughs> so it had that like I'm in college in this animal house, but it also had the thing like you probably could get knocked out if you didn't like keep yourself like yeah. what's going on here. So it was it was a cool place to play though. There was never any glass at a lot of those shows too. Never people, like the Ramones, seems like a good idea. Not Joan Jett would roll in. There was never any glass. No, no I never glass. seen it. Only the Biotones served you glass. That's Canada. Canada. They the woods. Uh, the one they shouldn't. You probably wish they didn't. They that's right. There was chicken wire across the stage. We're drinking those um, the Canadian beers right in a bottle, glass bottle. Oh, beautiful hard Canadian glass. That stuff yeah. was so thick. Oh, and you know, smoking at, still in the bars then, so everybody's oh, smoking. Good, good point. Good point. To Morier cigarettes. Covered in smoke. I forget the cigarette element too. And I mean, you'd come out. It was like you were at bingo or something. That's with all the smoke. You would literally be like your clothes, everything, because them. 
Craven A's and Demoriers. You smell like the shit. You're not. You're not like going to work after that. No, smell like blood, booze, and cigarettes. Like, oh boy, it's work. Someone went to a show last night. Yeah. Someone would. Yeah. I mean, he sometimes. Parking lot before you get to work. You know. He sometimes when we have these crazy nights, he would just drop me off, and I would roll boom right onto the car right at work. Because I worked like seven to three. They're like, how the hell you do that? And I said, hey. By the time it's 10, 11 o'clock, I'm getting my second win. The day's almost over. I haven't really done shit before that. I'm kind of sandbagging. You but understand back then, the, day, the bars of Buffalo closed at 4. So yeah, totally, totally different scene. Totally different scene. And it was packed scene. the bar at 2.30. And so Damn, yeah, now as it's like closing there, it's like you just you so get going now. I do like the last so call at 3.30 a.m. Something like that. Yeah, it was 5 a.m. By the time yeah. you got back to your house, it was 6 a.m. It was like, it was insane. Yeah, it was now, is this still when, like, drinking was like 18 at one point, yes. right? Was this still 18? It traveled. Yeah. It or traveled. Like, it between uh, 18, it went 19 total. Right. It traveled fast, so it was like really, those 18. Those people kept missing it. They were all aggravated. <laughs> Sam was one of them. Oh, I was know, on Canada, that. Too. Canada has different ones, right? That was straight yeah. up like 18. Oh, that's. Just, <laughs> I think it still is. is it, it, I think it still is to this I, day. I think, I think they it may is. be, yeah. It's like but 18 we, or 19. But uh, we chased it. So, like, I was 18 and it was 18. And then, you know, here it is. What, they did it one year later. So, oh, no, it's got to be 19. So, they changed it to 19. He's trailing behind. I'm 19. And it was like literally the but next year. We man. almost were out Looking of it. At bars at yeah. Remember that little shop in Toronto that made and the best fake ID ever? It, Remember? You guys yeah. got yours? I got pull out. Best uh, ever. Contracts. Just like the licenses. Nice. We would sign with bars back then. I was 18, <laughs> and we'd have like six cases of beer. Was included. And I'm like 18 negotiating Stupid beer. Stupid stuff. Pizza. <laughs> pizza. The one guy goes, what do you mean you want like a half tray of this from this place? And we would go in and see what they would do because... Uh, a lot of times, like, we, we played – what's that other place that was on Main Street in Buffalo? We played there, and the guy, like, we got about – Broadway ha- Joe's. Broadway Joe's. We got yeah. about halfway in, and we started playing that one song. Can you swear on here or no? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. no, you can swear all you we, want. We had this song. We still do. We open with it now. We're going to open it with it tonight. It's called You Fucked Up. And <laughs> Technically, so that's too bad, it, but the lyrics, you fucked up. Or that's too bad, yeah. So we – he comes out and says, okay, we're going to start playing. We're about midway through, and when this song hits, like, the lyrics, yeah, it's like, even if you are like, oh, yeah, this is, oh, it's, geez, really? Is that what's going on here? Yeah. Is that what they're saying? So that song never got played, like, anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> yes. So we play it. And we're midway through it, and people, the people that were patients start throwing solo cups. And this <laughs> the guy that owned the place, he had never even... Because Sam, Sam would always do the... He made a mistake. So Sam would always do we're these gigs. One-time only one gigs. One-time only gigs. We're going to play this bar. Sam would, a lot with punk bands back in the day with that. Oh, like Black Flag. Sam would... He would like know... My older brother never went to another one of our shows yeah. after that. Oh, yeah, he man. wouldn't go he to... Did that, Sam's never, Sam's never been doing that. That Sam, my Sam, brother Sam's too. Sam would come up with, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna do a show at this place. Benefit, like nice stuff. You won't go. And I, and I, and I said, Start oh no. <laughs> I said, oh no, we're not playing that place. He's like, no, we'll just tell him that you know we do a few covers and all that. Why? I go, this is not gonna work out. It never does. These plans never work out. It just turns into like mayhem. 
<clears throat> we wouldn't even tell him. He would be like, where are we playing? Oh, yeah. He'd be like, just make us a flyer. The place is called Ladies. You know, no I'm just and drawing stuff. I'm the kid he, that used to draw. I say, corner. just make no, a flyer. I'm, singing. I'm extroverted, but I was introverted. That's why I can draw. <laughs> he did have, we had to crack the whip on him because that was our like production agency. Yeah. So it wasn't going on there. So it wasn't like we'd be like, okay, well, now we got to, what are we doing? Or somebody's like, okay, we got to have Rick do this quick. We need this now. Now. So he'd be like, shh, taking other oh stuff. God, he'd draw like crazy. But we would never really tell him, like, oh, I go, just make this one. It's called Ladies' Night. He's like, Ladies' Night? What the hell kind of bar is this? And we're don't worry about it. It's an Italian disco bar. And the first band that came on. It was called the halftime one. My buddy still sports a scar right here from the place. Oh, my. It was like a jack bar, yeah. So the place was blown away. Like, people at the bar were like, what is this? But they, they, nobody was like, oh, get these guys the hell out of here. And we had a motley crew of friends that always came to see us. They came to see us. And, some people there, yeah, some good yeah. And what was They're cool, you, you had like a, a young skateboard crowd that were into the tunes, and then you had people that like, oh, I want to go see these guys, because it seems like it's a tidal wave whenever they hit. You know what I mean? So we we would play these clubs and just like blow their minds, and then we'd be at another gig, and someone said, hey, I seen you at this play. I go, you were at that show? He goes, yeah, man, it was nuts. How do you guys even think of playing? I said, uh, he goes, so I had to come see you guys again. So it brought on like little groups of people that were like, I mean, if you had the balls of playing the place I normally drink yeah. in, I got to go find Our you in another spot. first gig in a bar we played at the Crazy Horse Saloon. Oh, God. Country bar, right? Yes. My uncle from Canada yes. was managing us, and uh, he goes in there and yeah. he gives us two nights. With fire and sex and the crazy horse alone. I'm like, who are we? Led Zeppelin? Two nights? Hour and a half every night? First night, first somebody, night I always went crazy. Somebody cuts the lights off and the whole place erupts into a riot. Over right. One of our friends turns on the light, he has a knife in his mouth. He's swinging it around. Right oh, yeah, the first time. The first time. Yeah. <laughs> and then the owner goes, I'm not paying you. Right. All of a sudden you hear, my uncle and his buddy are beating him up in the back room. You'll be back tomorrow night. We got you a gig in six months too. Come back. Right. <laughs> it's like dying. We go in the guy. They this is how. Us and this is how uh, <laughs> when you. When I'm you, at a residency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At a country bar. Yeah, this place was crazy. And when we had to go back then, after we're all that shenanigans, for night two. <laughs> night two, like all them shenanigans. Like I'm telling him, like why? Come back. Why in the hell did you do three <laughs> sets per night, two nights in a row? I mean. This is more than Led Zeppelin does. You know what I mean? <laughs> they do three-hour shows. So the songs are much faster than Led Zeppelin. We're pulling Steppenwolf songs out of our ass. <laughs> All these crazy too. Like when we look back at because Rock he, me, baby, rock me, baby. <laughs> he, rock me, baby. <laughs> he literally has like all of our set list for like forty years, like in a in a gym bag. Oh, nice. So when you look at these, you say, "Oh God, I remember that show. That was insane." That I mean. Look at the hell did we play this with That's Too Bad, Saturday Night at the Morgan, You Died on Your oh, Wedding Desiderios. Night. We Desiderios, place another we place. <laughs> this just did an interview on 103 PhD on Buffalo, right? And like, yep. you got to come down to Desiderios, right? This band Virus X is playing, they're playing our craziest songs on a regular FM station like this. We get down to Desiderios, like, we're playing the show, the also the other goes, stop right stop. now. What does it stop. cost to make this show end? That's <laughs> exactly. Full contract. Sam says to full them out. They paid us not to play they that. They paid place. us to full them out. <laughs> like, it literally blew their mind. Like, I used to say. That rules. <laughs> we ruined 
When we used to kick that dad's too bad out, and it was just like this reaction. I would be like, I was like, let's not. Play. Everything's going good. Let's not play that. You know what I mean? You just got a bullet. And Sam's like, no, it's part of the set. We've been playing. It's got to be. In. You're the. You're the one doing. We're going through it. You're the instigator. Like, we gotta play. It. And he would be like with the microphone. It's like he'd look back. Are we playing it? Are we? Are we, are we, are we playing this? Come on. Please. Everything's. It seems like this crowd likes it. So what are we doing? And then you'd get the. It would be like this explosion. And then you'd see like. Uh, like you're saying, where you could get like hurt or beat up at a show. Then whoever the people were and whatever alcohol or whatever their situation conditionally was, they're like slam dancing. And that's how all this stuff oh, at yeah. these shows tables and are broken. tables. They're all bars as big as this room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If double We're that. Way to the corner. You know. There's the bar. <laughs> but yeah, we had some... Uh, 75 people jammed in out of the space. It's just like closed chaos yeah, and like exactly. the most... You know the uh, you know another crazy one. I'll tell you the last one. And uh, we played this bar called Poor Joe's. And oh, it was Jesus. so packed, and there was hundreds of people outside. I forgot and about that. Big one. giant picture window, and we're jamming away. Somebody booted in the picture window. People started coming to the picture window, <laughs> into the bar. It was the craziest show. And I remember, had. like, his uncle goes, "Stop playing!" His uncle owned the bar. Too. My uncle owned the bar. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he destroyed his uncle's And bar. we we told him like we'd do the same thing we do. Like another we would go in, we go in and miss <laughs> <message>. it. <laughs> he'd be destroyed. like, he's like, so you? I see you're playing all over the place. You know, are you a big shot or something? I was like, no, we're not big shots. I said, we just, you know, we have a little group of people that follow us around. He goes, oh, okay. So I told him, I said, uh, you should let us play. He goes, I don't know. It doesn't sound like the kind of music from what I hear from your mother, from this person. I said, I said, nah, it's, it's, it's rock. You know what I mean? Like uh, heavy rock, and we go in, and I remember my uncle and his partner Nick were, like they're behind the bar, and they're like, like I can see them like that from from behind the bar, like we're on the stage, right? And this stage was like, I'm, are you kidding me? It had mirrors, mirrors all the way around, it was a total discotheque. gold, but it was a total Italian like disco tag. Uh. I can't like I am picturing like I am uh. getting a, a view of this bird. They glued them on your wall, <laughs> a spinning ball on top of our. And we would, and we would, you know. We would like court places. <laughs> we would court places. Like we'd go in and say, you know what? This place is perfect for you. Although they've <laughs> never ever had music here. So it's like a great window to get kicked, kicked in later. <laughs> we'd we'd know, the maniacal just you telling them, beautiful place here, beautiful place. Yeah, it was. We love to play. <laughs> you just know what's gonna. Oh, uh, we. So by and, the way, you guys insured. Yeah. How insured is this place? Exactly. Well, I'm going to tell you, the place was uh, on 3rd Street there. Uh, oh, not uh, when we had the mannequin and we hung it? Unks? No. This sounds good. The de- <laughs> That's a different sounds like a good story. I'm talking about down the street further oh, when we played. No, no. Uh, oh, the Monte Carlo? No. It well, was the put, place where the, Muddy the, Waters played. Dress- you were the first to wreck the dressing room. No. It, it, you were the first. You we're, broke it in? It was the yeah, Imperial broke, Garage, and then it was uh, yeah, the Club Exit. Yeah, like, now I'm getting back, guys. I'm not going to play when they turn our equipment. <laughs> so we, uh, we, yes. we, we got right this. The 10,000 Maniacs played there. Correct. They played, so, they played Friday night. We played the next night. Everybody was smooth. Everybody was happy. Yeah, I was going to say that. Virus X played Saturday night. They held their equipment hostage until the police came. The 10,000 Maniacs also played. The next just wasn't 
so they so ten thousand maniacs. Club Exit, uh, it was called Club Exit, yes. and this was like in the nineteen eighties. This was like Studio Fifty Four in the oh, area. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it was a beautiful disco. And it was. I used to tell him it's like a cattle herd because it had a center dance disco dance stage with a floor lit up different colors, just oh, like wow. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, it was awesome, and it was circular. So it has this uh, effect where you start talking and you're walking along the outer edge. The next thing you know, the whole bar is going in a circle. Everyone's walking around, yes. remember? Yeah. And I used to call it, I said, this place is like a cattle herd. But it was where all the hot girls and the good music and all that was. And uh, So he, he talks to the guy, and the guy's starting that band. So they're getting a little edgy. And, and and 10,000 Maniacs may not be the chaos that we are, but they were different. They were alternative at that time. Yeah, they were. They were so not, yeah, like, playing mainstream, playing. playing all the same clubs. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking they, about Their it. music, just because it was original, was different. Nobody yeah. played original. So it was, like, us, them, and a few others. Was so. it still a very cover-heavy time? Where, like, Big cover-heavy. Where he brought us into. terrible. Oh, jeez. Being that. 10,000 Maniacs and other big were bands were starting to, they were stars starting to play this place it kind of loosened up to where people that were there was like oh I'm going to have to face the fact I'm going to be involved with something other than you know uh, the Rolling Stones or you know this guy or Tom <laughs> Petty or something like that Freebird and stuff like that so he he convinces and he convinces the guy say hey I got three bands because we always brought three with us. Always a show. Always a not, show, not a gig. We always did a show. Got the whole thing so right he there. says, "I got three bands. You know, we bring all these people with us and all this." And the place already had a crowd. So the band comes in, and then we watch them play, and then all of a sudden we come on, mm-hmm. and it starts. Everybody's waiting because everybody now people are on the dance floor and dancing. They're at the edge of it. They're watching us, and then. It got crazy, and then some people People started throwing stuff and doing certain things in the place. So the guy, we were packing up, and, you know, we're trying to get our money, and we're trying. That was always a great thing at the end of the show. we got to go find a guy to get our money. The the place got destroyed. destroyed. (laughs) The balls to even then go up and ask for money. I I give you all credit. We still did. I give you credit to then going Like, made eye contact with the guy who owns the place. We get paid, right? I will hunt you down. We, uh... They're rules. They're rules. We actually never stopped making eye contact with him because he was like freaking flipped out when the I place got bombed. Just looking him straight in the eyes. So he says, "Not only am I not paying, but I'm keeping your equipment because the whole oh, place man. is destroyed." And so we were like, "That's got nothing to do with us. Don't you have security?" You know. So the next day we had to get like the police involved. Yeah, I called the, my mother-in-law because I knew she was good friends with the chief detective, Jimmy Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, we'll teach this guy a lesson, honey. She goes, no problem. Just we had our stuff. We're going to be about to buy you and Jerry in your We had our stuff in an hour. Not only that, they're like, the guy. The goes, give him back this stuff. And he personally goes, I'll get the door for you. He was opening the door in the back where the loading dock was. But <laughs> Punk bands with cop friends. So, so back to That's Too Bad, that song, like, now it seems it's probably mainstream, but in those days, <laughs> right? It would be mainstream compared to you know, today. swearing and some of the content and some of that stuff is like people. We would. I my favorite thing is looking at reaction. Now people are like, oh, that's kind of what everybody's doing. Yeah, in those days, getting a reaction on people with those vocals. That's the key when you look at the music. I would say ourselves, if you took the vocals out of the, take that track right out of the recordings, you're gonna say, oh, I, I, I recognize the style or the skill or the whatever. But once you throw the lyrics <laughs> in, it's a mouth. totally different, 
totally. I mean, some of the shit that went on at the Twisted last show. And demented, it becomes. You died. Some on of the your stuff that went down nights. in the Tudor Lounge, we were like, it was crazy. But <laughs> you know, the last time the street exploded. This time, everybody. You know, we had a great show, and uh, it was. Yeah, actually, really underneath well the street was a real explosion. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Although it was a, ga- a natural gas and it blew manholes up. It was on all oh the news. Yeah, the news and everything. Yeah, yeah, so me and them were walking Jesus. around outside. So they started closing off the it. roads around the show, but everybody would go, are you okay here? Do you think anything's going to blow up underneath us, like in the basement? Because it was probably basement of the tour. Well, I think we're going to be okay. We were okay. Yeah. <laughs> played the show. Great show. And it's weird because when you First hear... was already playing, so it was too late. Yeah. Was they were just like, they're like, what was that? The whole street, like every person in downtown, like Tupper and Franklin, they all filtered out of their buildings. And they were on the street level. Yeah, and it buildings. gives you an idea when someone's because everyone's like, "Was that a terrorist thing or like something?" Yeah, that's loud. That's something. Really it was like, that loud that you said. Well, I looked at him. I go, "That's an explosion." Then like, I've seen five-story buildings like jiggle. Oh, yeah, Jesus everything Christ. moved. It was like a little mini earthquake, and then. Behind Shays, uh, there was a fire because one of the manhole covers was in their parking lot where the fire went. And then down off, you know, past Tupper, there was another fire. And we were like, holy mackerel, the whole street's exploded, man. And everybody's like, what happened? What happened? Trying to figure it out. And we were blown away, though, that, like, Did everybody it came out. Us, it scared or? everybody. Every car alarm on the street was going off, <laughs> like 100 cars. But... Uh, but it was nice to get into that place, and uh, and we just jammed there again, and it was a, it's a really good venue. I like it because everybody yeah, in that. the bar can see you. Oh, nice! Also, bars good like, seat, no matter yeah. where you're at. Yeah, and it reminds me of like when the Continental first was. I don't. I never liked the Continental. Not that I didn't like the Continental, but I never liked where the stage went. Like post '90s or whatever. Yeah, how you know when Circle Jerks, Butthole Surfers, all these bands played there. It never sounded the same. Mm -hmm. It never sounded the same, and it had a great. It was an old building. I think it's the Curtis Hotel now, right? And and uh, and the place was the craziest bar I'd ever seen in my entire life. Like we went in, like he brought us. We weren't even. We were not of age. Oh, no. Yeah, it was awesome. Me and him were not of age, and you had to... Older that cousins. was the place. He brought, and I know it's probably illegal, but... the Forgotten Rebels the very first time. I think that was what me... But me and him had gone probably maybe four or five times before all three of us, because I used to tell him, he's like, is that place that crazy? I said, dude, you can't even know. Upstairs is like uh, Studio 54. The And this was the only place that, like, open drug use. Like, they... <laughs> Like they had nothing people, nothing was secret. Like you would walk outside and, and required. you know, you walk out <laughs> after seeing it, like the band would play and you'd be like, the place, the temperature would be crazy because everybody's jumping around, punching each other. And then we would go outside in the back to cool off and like you'd walk out and someone just hand you a joint. You don't even know who they were. <laughs> yeah. And the place, I, I used to say to myself, and at that time, man, if you even got caught with a seed, you're going to go oh, down. Back in the day. Oh, oh. If yeah. you got caught with anything, still jail, you'd still yeah. be talking about it from a, a from a jailhouse because it was different then. But that place was like totally open. I, I mean, any day of the week. Too much for him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yeah, only time that. you'd see cops patrolling out on the street, like walking, but they never step foot in that place because you just would have to, like, all right, turn the lights on. He's arresting everybody. Going to jail. Yeah, just arrest everybody. Come on, everyone! Like you're all and just that, going to jail. Yeah, a couple paddy wagons. Yeah. But that place was uh, when you when you think about how it is now. That place was like upstairs. It wasn't 
Molly and all that. Actually, at that time, it was MDA. Which right. Like, oh, really? It's yeah. a, another form of it. It was that and LSD and stuff like that. And the whole upper floor would be going crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, the yeah, sound for everything. And then when you went Some downstairs... Some of the first people are up there dancing and stuff. Yeah. Like with their, I mean, cutting their hairs like that. Yeah. No, when you went downstairs, it was They would like actually still shot hardcore. people in Mohawk in those days. Yeah. Remember? Yep. He's got a bar. See, yeah, you would a, see it. I like talking about this stuff. I mean, like, going back and talking about it. Because, like, again, I mean, as you all know, doing it 40 years. I mean, just things change so much. So, like, oh, yeah. you know, I hear of this stuff, obviously, throughout the years. But it's like, I wasn't there for it. So, like, to also go, this was also happening in Buffalo. You know, like, we're yeah. talking about stuff going on all around. But... To, to bring it more locally when it's like, oh, yeah, like shit was shit was popping up in oh, Buffalo. Oh, you yeah, just yeah. had to go to New York City or something. Like, there was stuff going on in this area. Oh, yeah, big time. Buffalo. I would have to what agree. Every band, I mean, from Van Halen to this, I mean, any band that was big rolled through Buffalo. Nice. Whether it was the level of being at Shays, the Continental, um, wherever the venue was, Memorial Auditorium. Billy Holiday, when my dad went to see show, Buffalo. Killer oh, shows. Nice. Killer shows. Jimi Hendrix, everybody. I mean, so Buffalo. And every punk band from the world. Oh, my God. I like I mentioned, Butthole Surfers, all these bands. Yeah, uh, to go to the continent, to pick the newspaper kind of... up, and you don't see this now because people don't even do paper, but you would get, they had the insert, which was all the entertainment, and you'd be like, shh, shh, shh. What's going on at the Continental? And they would have a like an ad like that with the next thirty bands. Oh no, nice. yeah. What and days what days? You know, Thursday. This is how we roll. Like Thursday means you're not a loser, but you're new to the gig. Like the yeah. very oh, first was, gig we got, he talked him into was giving us a Thursday, like a what? Yeah, night? You, had to, you had to earn your right. Uh, to make it to Friday and Saturday, you got to earn the weekend. Yes. You start, you start there Thursdays. You got to pay this real petty little amount of money. Yeah, and then you convince them. Okay, now can we do Fridays and Saturdays? Then you get Fridays and Saturdays opener, but you always wanted to get that premium middle slot one because that was correct packed. Even though the two thirty headline was just as packed too, but then people were really whacked out. Two thirty in the morning, <laughs> concerts got oh, crazy. That's the craziest thing that I think that right. I see now versus like we're going on at eleven. Maybe ten thirty, maybe eleven. How about that so, one time where they're playing and the Femmes are jamming, and all of a sudden the Beastie Boys run. They rolled up on the stage. They played the odd. And then they came the after. They, they wanted to come see the, the bar. Yeah. They did a couple tunes up there with the Femmes. I was like, yeah. wow, this is insane. That's amazing. Yeah, they yeah. rolled in. Everybody, everybody came in there. And that band, the Femmes, you know, well, Mark Freeland, all those Freeland. guys. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was this incredible mind and incredible guitar player, and he he did like. Uh, Everything like, you know, you have a pedal board, and for a guitar player it could be fuzz, delay, chorus, flange, whatever. This guy would take the stuff apart, like, oh, if I make this or do, I mean, just crazy off the wall mm-hmm. shit. And he had a great style and like really like fuck out there. Like, <laughs> I mean, for that time, you know what I mean? And everybody that was, when you came to the continent, this is how it was, like Green Jello. They were like a punk rock version of the tubes. They had costumes. They had all this crazy mm. stuff. They would do kiss coverage uh, too. Only they didn't have any original songs. And Black Sabbath. They, they, they didn't do it. They, they didn't have any original ones. Songs and wreck them. Right. <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man was like one of my favorite ones that they would do. You know, they got a little wolf or whatever. Uh, but the, you, you could go to the Continental and, and you would see like a punk rock tube show. You would see, you know. Some bands uh, were into like rockabilly, punk, and, and it yeah. was all happening. But in the background, 
you know, you had what was going on in Seattle with all this grunge, and it was all kind of like trying to push the scene that like we were in out, and to still have it hardcore in Buffalo was crazy, man. And I I could still remember when you were asking like, well, when did everybody start playing nice and all that? When everybody started playing nice is when techno and goth and some of this other stuff started happening, like. uh, some of these bands that were coming out of Rochester, and I meant one, they were like the king of a band, of a bar called Idols, and they were like three dudes, yeah. never seen anything like I mean, you came to the Continental, you expect to see two guitars, a bass, a drum kit, maybe one or two singers. These guys had three keyboards, and they wore gas masks, and it was like, <laughs> bam, 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 like that, you know, the... Dance yeah. type stuff. Remember when they asked the Slash? Seen them there? And oh, we yeah. and we would right. and we were saying to ourselves like, like is that the direction like everything's going in? Because it was, you know, everybody's calm. They had like their little bit of smoke that came out, and it was really like a mind type of sound instead of a physical one. Yeah, you, you don't want to I mean? kick people's asses as much. Like it's more punk is more fun to get aggressive yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know what's the difference now? It's like today the punk is no longer shocking. Yeah, it's, that's, just, it's just a music genre now. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's like a brand it's image. Popular now. Before it wasn't popular. It was no. strictly underground. Right. You had to go to the record store and look in the punk section to see what new bands were out there. Yeah. Uh, no one got airplay. I mean, now you have bands like Green Day and them guys. Just, they were it was pushing its way past disco now, and. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's a way different time. Yeah, so back then it was underground. And you only had... But you're not even probably thinking of trying to get signed to a major label. Like, the thought's probably not even really... Let's get on Geffen and like no, we're do yeah. the best we thought would be Metal Blade that we could get on. Right. <laughs> nice, you know, that's all we thought that maybe SST. Like you had SST would be a good one. Like you had well on there. You only had two radio. Like you had WBNY and and CFNY in downtown Toronto. So if you didn't listen, you had to listen to both those two stations. So depending on how close you were to Buffalo State College, how good the station came in. Because it wasn't like a major... Niagara County, you couldn't really pick it up. You, had to be you could at Rick's dad's pool. He had a conceit out front. Up, it depend on your help, like a two-story house. Up yeah, you could get up a little bit. Up, right? up a little bit. Yeah. So you know, you'd be like, we'd be, you we would, on the radio show. we would drive. Oh we would drive. Moment. Remember, we would drive till we picked it up, <laughs> and we would just park. We like, we got it. We like call them up, like we got to hear ourselves. Yeah, place place, yeah. We call and make requests for parking lot every county. And then CFNY. Remember when I would document the airplay on yes. those cartoon sheets? Yeah, that yeah. was good. Oh, very nice. And then yeah. each the DJ that would play it. Then when we would go there, we would know which ones was going to give them a record and. Yeah, I'll tell you what we did a lot better and and more often than a lot of these other bands. They they kind of a lot of these other bands kind of only played here or here. We're down here in Jamestown. You did not see bands like Black Cats or even them. And when you look at Ten Thousand Manics, they were coming to Buffalo. So bands that will come to like an hour away type deal. That's. That's our comfort zone. It could be five hours away. My comfort zone is going to a different venue. You know what I mean? In those days, all these other bands, and it goes for Google Dolls and some of these, they didn't move around like that. They did later when they went to Metal It was like territory. They were just kind of like, we're in your comfort zone. And when you are that, you know know what happens in those situations. You start getting all these little clicks and pecking orders and all this. So we always just said to ourselves. Plus, we're really Niagara Falls infiltrating the Buffalo scene. Yeah, to become pioneers in the Buffalo scene because Niagara Falls didn't have a scene. Correct. See, I want to get we into that here. Yeah. I want to get into that more here in a second. We keep talking about this, yeah. but I want to talk more about that as well from being Niagara and yeah. kind of the whole Buffalo and integrating and all it's that. Difference. 
it, it, I just truly believe that when you get into those type of scenes where it's like, okay, these four bands, you know, that they know Bud the best and he's the yeah. greatest and you sing real good. We would always look like, yeah, that's our home base, and that was the epicenter of the punk rock scene. But we always were like, okay, we're going, to, we're just gonna go to Rochester and blow their minds. Yeah, we're just gonna go to Syracuse and blow their minds. Yeah. we're gonna go down to Olean and just like destroy the. We would even say when we're coming, we're rolling in just to destroy the place. And everybody that came, yeah. everybody that came to see us, that was that was kind of how it was. And uh, but it was a great time to be in a music scene, I think. I, I, that helps. I remember talking to uh, Jughead from Screeching Weasel, and he was talking about like the punk scene in Chicago in the '80s, and exactly that, where like guys would get comfortable because you have those two or three places you play in mm-hmm. Chicago. That's great. You're getting however many people are coming to that. Those people, but eventually, it's so like incestual. Yes. You're not getting new people. It's like, yes. well, that's great. You're just playing to the same people over and over again. Like you're, exactly. you kill your own local scene it, from staying too local. You have to of, branch out. You have to travel to weird bars that we didn't belong into. We yeah, like, we didn't care. We'd pick up a couple <laughs> fans. Like you would actually, at the end of the night, you'd get a couple guys who didn't think that would actually be in the punk. Like, we, like, you know, shirts are buttoned down there. <laughs> we played a place. Like, that was pretty good, guys. We were playing that. We, you, know, you would pick we, up fans. You we know? played a place that was like a full-blown, like, this is party club drinker thing. And it was, what, Unger's or oh, something? Unger's, yeah. And we we roll in as, like, the they're like, oh, who's the band and all that? And they're like, they got a guy at the door. Everybody's happy. They got the music playing. And we start loading up. And then some people that are coming to see us. Yeah, some people that are coming to see us start showing up. And they're like, one of the, I remember the guy that was at the cash box. And he's talking to someone's like, well, you see that guy? The guy goes, I can't believe the fucking freak show that we got going on. And he's, he's yelling to the owner, who the fuck did you guys hire? Who is this band? One night only gig. Never coming back. That was like a tidal wave, though. We picked up some fans, brought some girls home. With, I mean, it was yeah. pretty crazy. Even to this day. I get right there with that story, Jerry. <laughs> I'm just saying we made a lot of friends that night. We, we still do one night only gigs. Like, I would get yeah. urged down there, like, you know, let's just see what happens when we play this bar. We'll book a stupid bar. You know what I mean? And we'll just do it. To your credit, they're like saying, and you're talking about that, like picking up a couple fans. Like, I think that's the other thing is there's, there's, I feel like as a local, you can tell me more, yeah. but like when you start out, you can kind of find that niche probably where if I play this place, again, maybe 80 people come out or whatever, Yeah. but you're willing to go to a town where maybe not 80 people show up. They may not know Correct. you. Maybe four people. people. Maybe yeah, try. Yeah, right. yeah. But you're working your ass off to go, but let's make fans. Maybe next yeah. time more people come. Like you're exactly. doing that legwork that a lot of people, I think, again, you get content, which in a way I get it. Like, you're, like you start out and if all of a sudden in the first year – that one bar, X amount of people come to play, and you know that if you do go yeah. to Olean, you don't know a soul there. Like, exactly. part of me right. understands it, but it's like, no, you're you got to go do that hard work. You got to go play those those gigs where, yeah, maybe it's a one time only, yeah. but maybe you'll pick up five people. And then back then in the '80s was a really high risk because you had no technology. You literally had like we talked about before, drive to the town, get a flyers, find a market store, and put it there, and like hope to get it. People are looking at it and come back and play a gig. Now, you know, like, you spam and hit every single website. Oh, yeah. Page, thousand friends on Facebook. Punks, this guy. <laughs> and they're, you know, so when you get there, you're right. You may have 30 people now waiting for you. Where back then, it was, like, really, really, it was high risk. 
Not, I mean, if you if and if you it was the same format when we would do, we would the only good thing about what's going on right now. Is we would say this was the bar right here. We would go to your bar. Now we'd go there a couple of times before asking you for a gig and just kind of say, okay, so they're playing find there. Find out who the owner is, and then we'd go back. And we had a press kit. We were like one of the only bands. A lot of these bands, like, oh, I just hope we can play. We we had a contract, and we would make the nice. people. Yeah. And I tell you what, they appreciated that because they knew what their responsibility were, and they knew what we were going to provide: one set, two set, three set, one That's hour, two hour. Nowadays, it's non-existent contracts. The only here's a, here's a weird thing I don't like about playing nowadays. Back then, Virus X would get a set fee, right, and we would get paid that fee to do one set for our show. Right. Nowadays, it's strictly door. And, uh, which is weird. Or a percentage of drinks. You, you know, or it's, it's really weird. There's very few clubs. We got a club in Niagara Falls. It's called the Wagon. Straight Club, up. Another former country western bar that we fill the place. We pack it. And they let us. And they pay us our set fee plus a percentage of the bar. And they treat us really, really good. But these other bars, it's crazy. They don't do that. Clubs. It's strictly. Yeah. No. I think the there's door, a. Really. Right? I, and, uh, mm-hmm. which is, and then you, it's the old way. It's it's a bad way, and you really can't ever really. I don't, I don't care who's hearing this. I really can't. As a virus, like, I really can't trust the door. Because <laughs> right. I'm, I'm 100% trust Italian. Issues. I know about the skim. Okay, I mean, right. you're in charge of right. a bucket of money. Temptation get your. Pay, We've pay, seen pay. it. There's yeah. eighty in your pocket. Oh, your yeah. place in the case three, for you. Three people Go came in. Some wings, real quick. By the time We've you seen it. The money. Yeah, there maybe a hundred people that paid a ten bucks a piece to get in the bar. Three bands. We all should have made three hundred bucks each. How do we end up with 150 each? Yeah. Where'd right. it all go? That's right. that famous thing you do here where, yeah, like, the guy yes. goes, like, no one should. It's like a door thing, and it's like it's a packed place, and they go get their money. It's like, yeah, sorry, no one should. It's like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yes. And I think talking? a lot I think of... This uh, weird thing, too, is uh, they were, some bars, they have, like, a checklist, and you have to come and tell them, I'm here to see Virus X. Like, we won't play here. that bar. Oh, they start doing that. Yes. It's like, what band do you hear? Yeah. yeah. The reason I won't even play a Screw bar like that, that is no. because that tells you how weak they are. So they don't have a scene. Yeah. So oh, they're not they're, getting anyone in. They're right. hoping you're they're bringing hoping business. You're, yeah. And I, my thing had always been in the many bar owner arguments that we've been in with mm-hmm. people when they, they're playing monkey business. We would say the same thing. This is your bar. Like, we're blowing into town. It's not my job. I'm providing the complete chaos for you. But it's not my job to pack the place. You should be yeah. advertising, doing that. Because I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. you tell somebody, me and them walked like 30 miles through your town going on all your billboards, finding your strip where all the yeah. show, we you know. And these, that's the thing I think with a lot of bars now and clubs is yeah, they, they don't know how to, to do it. It's this door thing instead of paying flat rate fees. But this is, that's why we only play our targeted communities we play now. Strictly we do Jamestown, Erie, PA, Youngstown, Ohio, Buffalo, Niagara Falls, because at our age, Oil City, cool. Oil City, Pennsylvania, yeah, right. nice, nice. Uh, at our age, we're not gonna drive out of our way. You know oh, I mean? and right. at all for 30, 40 bucks. But we've been, you know we've mean? been, uh, hopefully, you, even you, they yeah, don't rip your ass off. Like, exactly. We've been pretty, we've then been then pretty lucky lately. Around, you, know? Around, you know what I mean? No, I don't think that. I don't think that's a crazy thing at all. That's like I would not, I would not no. love that as a band either. That's kind of that. That it's new weird. model is not. good. I think a lot of places do try to take advantage of, but like, like you're saying about two fans here, two fans there, like this, the scene that we're playing tonight is actually an eerie PA scene. And the person that's promoting it, this Jennifer, she does all these shows. She does a wonderful oh, nice. job. Yeah, so one. now, you know, we're involved with someone. And the only reason we're involved with her is because the hard work that we put in down in Erie. And plus my cousins and the band that she uh, dates. 
That's true too. Well, I mean, that's how we. I mean, that's how we initially are meeting her, but. But she's doing a wonderful job. And here's somebody that's like booking bands. You see her doing this. Doing she books eight bands a night. Like, she doesn't eight shows. I don't know how she even manages it all. There's all she amazing. does. Yeah, she books everything. She does. And yeah. I, I say this really cool. is yeah. that uh, that whole eerie PA scene, the love of their music and the camaraderie of the bands, like we, we had just discussed that, you know, after a while the Continental became a click and this thing. These bands, everything from us, Cheap Thrill, Eating on Fire, all these different, Joe Nameless, all these bands. Mala Sangre. Oh, great all, band. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know them, We yeah. play them on here. Yeah. 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 Great guys. They used to play Jamestown back in the day. Mojo's, I think, a decent They're amount. they in July with, uh, playing um, at the... Uh, Beer Snob? Yep. Oh, I will be there for yeah. that. I'll definitely because, be there for that. Because, uh, like I'm band. saying, the, the individual that is basically doing these shows for us is doing it from them, so... That eerie scene's now rolling into southern New York here, and I'll tell you what. As it should, because, like, I've, I always talk about this. Like, we're so close, all yeah. these, like, including Jamestown, because, like, yeah. I'll tell you guys, like, I mean, you know, we're obviously way smaller than, like, Buffalo and stuff, and we always say, like, the perk living here is, like, it's, like, two and a half hours from Cleveland. It's, like, three hours from Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a good spot. You're, you're in all spot. these, like, you're in yeah. this location where maybe we're a smaller area, but it's, like, yeah. including for concerts. Like, if I were concerts, I'd be at PA one day. I'd be at Ohio one day. Yeah. You're talking about, like, Erie, like, for people. nice why we do Youngstown and Erie and Jameson. Oh, yeah. All in a row. And people yes. don't, people from here, like, depending on where you're listening to this, may not understand that when you're saying, like, we're playing Ohio, we're playing PA and stuff. It's like, this is all within a couple hour radius. This is all really, yeah. like, this is not, like, long five hour trip. That's, no. like, maybe an hour or two, maybe three. And that's like, how we car. kicked it with that's OEN. Nice. You know, we, we played OEN here, uh, you know, all Utica, of, a Allegheny times. a couple oh, nice. times. We yeah, we had some good outdoors. Called punks in the air. Yeah, that was a good scene. Boys, uh, oh, those, those, those are smashed, fun. And they're from OEN, and he would have these, uh, we would use this guy's yard along the Allegheny <laughs> River, and nice. like 15 punk bands would play all day long in this backyard, and we people would come, we'd have a blast, and we'd all crash. It looked the like uh, it was like a mini Woodstock for punk bands. Yeah, but no, no that, but the, the place looked like a haunted. Because uh, the backdrop was scary. It looked like a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> zombie apocalypse. Yeah, like trailer. And they would right? and not the videos looked that way. Bear nearby, and like we're jamming like in the middle of the woods, literally. Yeah, I mean, literally, <laughs> this place was, was, was yeah, mowed, it was mowed around it, so you had a lot of room. It looks like and Texas Chainsaw's Massacre set at best. Exactly. Yeah. And the second or third one nice that we did, they really, they really expanded <laughs> it, but then two of the bands, something happened, they yeah. fell through, and they were really COVID the driving. The COVID killed everything. Yeah. COVID came oh, I can imagine. This year, like, I mean, it's, and I know you were talking about it like, in the beginning, but it's like, you guys, like, seem to, like, Really make up though for lost time. Like uh, this year, you're like, I mean, I know it's the 40th anniversary as well, but COVID and pushed it. We oh, still really? did. Oh yeah, oh, we, we did to, still. We I went did. Out to oil Pennsylvania. Here. We, we, <laughs> we did it. Here. Yeah. We were like, whatever. Like, do you remember we're when uh, a community bottle of wine? They're going to die of COVID. It's the first thing that just hit the disease. They it did. Yeah. Community bottle. So you get stabbed at that Ramon show back. <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. So basically, everybody was like, we did that even show by the river. We were, yes, that was, that was what I was no, We used to practice him because we were ready to leave the cop. We thought the cops were going to bust us. Yes. In those days, if you so had more than 10 people at your house, but they came up and they let us go. I mean, think no, about was, think about that. I mean, now. they didn't get out if of the car. If you yeah. had more than 10 people at your house, they literally would have came and like tried to start some shit. Okay. We didn't really care about that. So we, at a point, were like, hey, F this. 
not only are we going to do a show, A, B, we're not going to even get a permit to do it, and C, me and him scoped it, uh, scoped it out and said, we're not going to do that. We're going to steal the electricity. <laughs> we're going to steal the electricity from the city. <laughs> from okay? a gazebo that's right on the river. And then secretly. This is so punk. Right on the upper uh, river. We plugged in all the amps into one plug. So Four miles secretly, down, the and we kept the saying our biggest worry was. <laughs> Our biggest worry was if the circuit breaker pops, it's obvious we don't have any way to get into the building where it is. So we had a backup plan. We're like, we're going to try this one and that one. We went and brought the, I had a thing that if you plug it in, it'll show if it has power. So we said, not only are we not going to get a permit, we're not going to ask anybody for permission. We're not going to, we're going to do whatever we want. And we set up and we, and like we always do, we brought like two other bands and we're all playing and stuff like that, and everybody's there. Everybody wanted to get the fuck out of their house so bad yeah, that, you know, the show, they literally COVID was such a shit show and just wore everybody down <sighs> that coming out, it literally was like crazy. And I can still remember when the police came, they just parked, and they, they just looked. Us. They watched it. Enjoyed the show. And then they backed out of the parking yeah, lot left. of the state park or the city park, and they took off. And We kept you know, playing. We, we might as well day. play now until they come up and see. We, they they saw who was playing, and they've yeah. seen what's happening <laughs> to the guys who ran those, those venues like, in Buffalo in the 80s. They was like, no, we're not like, dealing with that. We're leaving. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was such a – COVID was such a shit show. That was really – so important to like all the people that came was like oh I'm outside I don't think anybody had been to a the show only thing it, cost us, it cost us all our Massachusetts shows and we never got one back that was oh you're supposed to play Massachusetts yeah, we play two or three shows well not only that Virginia too dispensary tour because they had legalized and we were going to book our own right. dispensary time. for West Virginia very nice and West Virginia killed us yeah, too because too. we oh, uh, Dom Knott's hometown Morgantown we were going to yeah. yeah. I wanted to see the Dom Knott's statue because you know Andy Mayberry and everything Think that COVID put the blitz on it. Yeah, they get back to since COVID. Well, the the bar that was in West Virginia, they got like wiped out. There's different owners and they're doing different things. And the two places that we literally doing like a cannabis tour all the way from here to there, and marijuana was even legal here then. But it was oh, legal. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, marijuana yeah. was. how short of a time it's been yeah. legal here. Now you're like saying like 18 like months. But in Massachusetts, it had already been legal for like a year. And that was our gig is that we were doing a marijuana a tour, a live yeah. cannabis tour. Right. And that was a couple of the spots, Springfield and yeah, wherever Springfield else it was. And here we are, like, as Americans or New Yorkers, at least, and we're sitting watching the fucking TV going, oh, it's at 17%. Once it yeah. gets to 26, you can't fucking travel to that state. Yeah. And then yeah, we're like, yeah. okay, he's like, well, Ohio's dropped off, but if you go through PA and do this and do that, <laughs> it's like we a problem solver. Yeah. You're yeah. always yeah. a problem solver. And we literally just said to ourselves, how the fuck are we going to navigate this? I mean, do we got to drive to, like, Maryland and come back? And yeah. We did didn't want to blow this Morgantown one because it was right in the college area. I mean, they got like yeah. 40,000 oh, students. College, college yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, the owner's telling us, yeah, we got all these people, but they're home. They're not, nobody's yeah. out because of COVID. And as soon as it went to a certain percentage, we're like, okay, that fucking state's out. And then the guy from Massachusetts, where we had two cannabis shows to do, he basically was in touch with Sam. He's like, yo, man, I really want to do this, but, I mean, it's at 70%. He uh, never, never recovered, and oh, he contacted bad. him. He's like, dude, I'm still... So that that whole COVID shenanigans and the music scene was already 
getting kind of weak, but it really, like, it hurt. I mean. Didn't do any favors. It didn't do no, any favors, and we really, we were steamrolling. We're like, oh, we're going back to all these places. And, yeah, we're at and then, whoosh. Since it's all ended, though, there's a burst, like a sprint to go, let's go back out and see stuff. <laughs> right now it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, seems see like the, that. Now's a good time to like you see the pride those... stuffs going on here. I mean, with, nice. nobody nobody would have come out to that three years ago, and if they did, it was good, very small. Not that long I mean, ago, when you think, even like when you were yeah. saying the weed thing, I'm like thinking about how short it's been. It's like, yeah, you're right. It wasn't well, like that long 18 ago. months. No one you know? would have been outside. None of this would have been oh. going on. No, it's nice to see people walk around the street. On no. top of that, then we got like multiple concerts going on tonight. We yeah. got pride. We got the public market. Like, yeah. there's like things going on in the streets. That's what I'm happy. As soon as we pulled up and I seen all this, I'm like, it's perfect. Fans are already in the streets. There's stuff going on. It's going to be crazy. And there's there's some other festival. What else is going on? Lucy Music, I think. Lucy Fest coming up. Is there a food festival or something? Is there a fest today in Jamestown? Oh, in Celeron. Yes. There's there's like like 10. And it's basically Jamestown. It's like five minutes away. Yeah. You start getting into like with Buffalo, where I start accidentally calling the suburbs yeah, Buffalo. And it's like and exactly. That. I call Amherst Town Hall of that is yeah, Buffalo yeah, to me. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's in yeah. Jamestown, but it's technically like five minutes out. So like we had a, like a little group message between us with all the bands that are playing tonight, and they're like, "Oh, this event's happening. That event." So there's a lot of people oh, it's, in this area moving around. So we're happy well, to see that. You're yeah. in the right place. Live music event for the Pride. Uh, event tonight. Yeah, it's yeah, that. That's cool. You know, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. We're glad to do it. So we we'll get that. One last week in Buffalo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that one. That's the show we just did at the Tudor. But so. I know you said earlier you wanted to talk about oh, Niagara Falls. The thing. This is we a good transition. This. I did smooth. Very I smooth. We got some good stories because we grew up in Niagara Falls. Uh, a difference. See, I want to I want to talk about this because even going into like with the Jamestown area and how we're like the PA borders like ten minutes away. You're so close to Ohio and stuff. How integrated were those scenes? Like, was it welcoming for a Niagara band to go to Buffalo or say Canada or vice versa, or was it very territorial? Not really. No, I'll explain you how this worked. Niagara Falls had no original bands. None. We were the first and only original band ever to come from Niagara Falls, and all you had in Niagara Falls was cover bands. Yep. Doing like Ario Speedwagon and a really goofy stuff right in the 70s and 80s. Almond Brothers. Almond, yeah, which was really, really bad. And they're. That's all they played was the Almond Brothers. Me, Rick, and Jerry are full blown Italian, right? So they were just like (laughs) Italian guys doing really gaudy dress shirts, gold (laughs) chains, right? They're just like, that's what you saw in Niagara Falls. So now Virus X makes a punk band. We do our debut show in Niagara Falls. We talked about that. Now we want to get into Buffalo Sing. We're Italian. So we roll up into Buffalo trying to get a gig in a punk scene, which is kind of different because no, we didn't. It's not what you wanted to see. That most people that played punk in the '80s or in the '70s try to find an Italian guy. There really weren't any, so no. that's a good point. And we had a weird. Plus, being from Niagara Falls, you had this Guido perception of winning the right. nobody, right? So, but we weren't. We were like totally knew what was going on in the world. Yep. We were like, okay, we're, we want to participate. So it was difficult to get in Buffalo at first. So Jerry said these great stories and tell lies. That he uh. worked at a machine gun factory. So he would just tell his most amazing uh. stories and people would listen to him, right? Which then would let their guard down because he would like flock some people around. Like, it was insane. He would be right. in the dressing room with the kind of you know, telling ridiculous stories of I work at this machine gun factory and I'm putting this. And people were like, oh my God, people is just your buddy Jerry back there? I gotta hear these stories. People and just so it listen. Kind of broke the ice. And over time, the Buffalo punk bands, because we all come at the same time, had accepted the fact that we were part of the uh, founders of their scene. You know, because we worked our way, because there was no scene. We had to make our scene in Niagara Falls, which we did. We yep. created, it still exists. But uh, Buffalo was where the scene was at, and we had to come as Niagara Falls guys, and it was very tough. It's almost like being a punk band from North Tonawanda. 
Now, the perception there is that you're Polish and you don't belong in the scene either. It's like, because it's <laughs> right. all factionalized. Buffalo's like a really factionalized kind of community. Yeah. Right? And they were, ta- they were all from Kenmore, most of the punk bands. Correct. Oh, really? Yes, that's where they come from in Missouri County. Yeah. Kenmore. And they're a certain breed of guys. They're not the edge of Kenmore and like where Buff mm-hmm. State is and stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and they're the traditional American guys that knew about punk since the beginning of the time, but they didn't think Italian guys from Niagara Falls knew about it. <laughs> Well, we knew about it. We were there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, so, the, and some of the difference with those guys and all those bands that we're talking about, they lived like this punk like life. We didn't. Like, we didn't. Like, him and I both had good jobs, and he had a good job, well, too. And, you know, we the equipment that we used was... Would make people jealous. Would no, make them tough. kind of mad because, you know what, hey... I'm fucking sorry I waited three weeks to buy a PV stack or a Les Paul or something like that. Rick I rolls did. up with a 73 Les Paul and, I, you and know, a 69 Little Big Blue Sparkle drum so set. So here's, here's the guys that roll in with uh, a record that we produced, we, we recorded, we did everything. And not a single band, and that goes for like Google Dolls and all these people that yeah. you know today to be like, like that. Giant resident took a beating one time in a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the original band of those guys. Well, I mean, it, it, you talk about the original band of those guys, and it's a different drummer now, and and Johnny and Robbie with that guy, and that band had a totally different name. And remember, they changed it. I think. Right before we did uh, Mr. Goodbar show, yes. I think they changed their name oh, to really? Google, to the, the Goo the Goos or the Goo Goo. Some, somehow they changed it to something. They had to change. Yeah. It I was, to, I was the trying Dolls. like a New York Dolls kind of name for them in the beginning. And they and they and that's kind of what everybody was saying about it. Like, solid uh, punk rock. They yeah. Oh no, that old stuff. I mean, yeah. even, even when they were Goo Goo Dolls, those yeah. first couple yeah. records are just straight but, up punk rock. Yeah, it's exactly. a different scene, and uh, you know. I could still remember the day that like they made it, or I guess you can say yeah, they were at least acknowledged for being something. Is hearing them on, uh, I don't know what it is it now, but it was too? 103, the Fox or WPH at that Nightmare time. The soundtrack they did yeah. And a long time. cruising in, a, I can remember I was cruising on the New York Thruway and I was heading towards Lewiston and I heard the song on the radio. And I like, you didn't have a cell phone then, so you had to like fly home. And I'm calling him and I was like, did you fucking just hear? <laughs> The Google Dolls, like, on real radio, not just CFNY and BNY like we always were. They're on PhD, you know, the Fox. And then I called him at his parents' house, and I'm like, I cannot believe these guys are on the fucking radio. And it wasn't much... Shorter he term. Suicide prior to that. Remember, he was like all bummed out of the Continental. He was bar back and making yeah. a dollar an hour. The last, was. Was you amazing. know, and most people don't know this about those guys, but the last show that they did, and I mean, this is like the last fucking show they did in Buffalo, and they were never going to play again. And I could remember um, Johnny was a bar back in the place, so he's like picking up glasses, and I could still remember him coming over to myself and Sam's cousin, who was in another band that was playing there. And he's like, and, a, and the third band that was playing with us was a band, I think it was called Cadence. And you remember, Rick? They were like, at that yeah. time, that was your first Nazi type of like the whole marching thing and the, like all that. And I was like, and I can still remember Johnny saying, is this the music scene? Now it's a totally different scene than it was when we first started and all this. And he had said, after this show, they were doing two shows, I think, in. Atlanta or someplace, and we're done. 
you know, I'm going to go to work, this person's going to do that, and then they got played, and then they <laughs> got played, and then they got played. So yeah. it could happen to you, and that's the only way it could happen to you because we've been playing 40 years. We're, we're obviously, we know what we're doing. We're, we're well-coordinated, and, you know, we, we, made we, we made a lot of good friends and everywhere, but it takes what happened to them or what happens one to somebody, break, one lucky break. And if you don't get it, you just you're bopping around and you're getting the accolades yeah. from yourself and you know everybody that's in the scene. And to me, that's more than enough. But yeah, when you see bands that make it, you're like, boom! How the hell did that? <laughs> like, there's nothing that they did. It's like it's not like they practiced more. They went. Yeah. It just happens. And yeah. it's and you know. Do you know they call it? Yacht God bless them for that. Yacht rock? rock. Yacht rock. Have yeah. you heard of that? Yeah, I know. Yacht do you think rock? the Google Dolls could be considered like probably maybe yacht rock a little bit now, more than punk? I don't know it. So I, mean, I, they're, they're more I like the part you had more than punk. Like if you're like putting it on a spectrum of like, is it goes? Yeah, more of a spectrum punk? because they still have a little bit. There's a they're a rock band still. Yeah, but, oh, more. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. It might the, like yeah. more current stuff may go more. Like they think the, Jackie Blue was yacht rock, and what's the other one they call it? But when yeah. Yeah. I had to actually There's look the up big the guy. Who is it? Like Christopher? Is it Christopher Cross? Is like yes, that's yacht rock. That is like that is yeah. If you look up yacht rock, it's like a Gina Colada songs yacht rock, right? Rupert Holmes, yeah, Rupert Holmes. Oh, some Rupert oh, Holmes, some Christopher Cross, oh, and some Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a new summer tour. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Monsters of Yacht Rock 2023. <laughs> and then uh, bring, in, bring in Bare Naked tell, Ladies. It is refined right enough. It's and, refined enough genre. Think, a couple of things could maybe be Yacht Rock. I never heard of that. I still yeah, love the idea, though, of you guys yeah, opening the show and just, just everybody there for Yacht Rock and you guys just, <laughs> just, just starting shit right away. I wear a captain's hat now on that one. Yeah. He's got. Yo, what are we talking about? He's, got, he's got the Captain Stubing hat. When we do like female Captain lawyer, maybe right. that's Yacht Rock. I don't know. Could be. Right. <laughs> but when you see all the all the cool stuff with Buffalo, I mean, think about it. Yeah, you know, 10,000 Maniacs was huge. Uh, Green Jello was huge with that claymation oh, yeah. uh, such, uh, video that they They're had. They're still doing it. They're still around. Yeah. They're still. Rick James. Rick James. James. There's oh, a bunch of bands in this area. There's a never-ending list of really good music talent that came out of this area and, still, and still does. Lance Diamond was a fun guy, too. Yeah. Do you guys kind of, and I feel like Jamestown kind of does, too, where sometimes it gets like people just associated to Buffalo. I mean, yeah. does that happen with you guys or anybody where it's like, even if you get big in Niagara Falls, that area, yeah. people start saying you're from Buffalo. Does that, does that happen? Too, if you look at their uh, Facebook page, they switch it to Or the right. only band that says Niagara Falls, New York. I love band. Bands around here will do it. We're from the Western New York region. We're from yeah. the Finger Lakes region. No, you're not. No. You're, you're from, from Jamestown. Jamestown, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, come on. Like, we're making up. Like, we're from the... No, just say where no, you're from. Just say where you're from. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, to, I don't need to, like put up some kind of facade of like, oh yeah, we're from Brooklyn or Queens, we play all over Manhattan. I wouldn't give a rat's ass about playing Manhattan. It's ten times worse than Los Angeles. No, we don't even want to play there. I don't even I wouldn't even want to waste <laughs> my time there. To kiss somebody's ass and like have to pay them so like you can present me to whatever your yeah. crowd is exactly. of people that are like, oh, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I fucking the like it. The Lions Den in New York was one of those that, that the people didn't, enough didn't sign for you. I was with the, somebody who was managing a yeah, band one I mean, night at this bar called the Lions Den in the village. And not enough people signed up for this band. We're sitting there having drinks. And I'm like, she goes, well, we got to go. They didn't, we're not, they're not playing. I go, what do you mean they're not playing? This is their band's just ending. They're going to go on. 
Not enough people signed for them. They told us to go home. After they moved all their equipment there. Jesus. There you go. There's New dirty, York City. Just dirty. And, that, really and dirty. that's very similar to like Los Angeles, like playing a whiskey or something like that. Where you're yeah. Like, oh, you know, and they're going to be like, and oh, well, I come from Western New York to be in support yeah. of So-and-so's and in and the crowd every night. And do, you, do you almost like, I guess the flip side is really like talking about like you guys being like the only punk bands in the area when you start. Everyone's cover bands and shit. But was there was there at all? Do you think a plus side of that, like where we're talking about, we're like yeah. if you were in New York City, goddamn. I mean, there's tons of venues, but there's bands playing every night of the week, kind of thing. Like well, yeah. standing out, did that help at all? Do you think? That's why we survived forty years because all the people in right. still know virus X is still here, and they will come out. There's all those yeah. us, and they, they bring their kids, and it's we have seen them bring virus their kids. Virus X is synonymous with Niagara Falls. If you go to Nashville, Niagara Falls, what local bands? You mentioned the word virus X, right? Or Niagara Falls resident. Don't know. See, that's right. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. And like you're saying, yeah, if you're from different areas, a lot of times you can be forgotten in time. Or like exactly. it's just, again, it's nice there's all those venues to play, but also it's like you're fighting against other bands to get in yeah. there. Yeah, play. it's overcrowded, overpowered. When you, when, you, when you look, even with Niagara Falls, like Niagara Falls has this like weird, like I used to like, when he used to say, oh, I got to see in Niagara Falls, I'm like, come on, man. I don't like playing here because we would have to like pull off like three or four covers that were... They weren't outside our skill set, but it's, it was outside of what we were like. This is not what we're focusing on, but we had to troll me, like, because we'd be telling, oh, yeah, well, we play, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin or something like you that. You got to throw in some To reel them in. We play Rock Me by Steppenwolf. <laughs> but, uh, but when you look at. I love at the bait and switch of it all. <laughs> but I, I mean, the bar owners. We did Ride Captain Ride. That we, we did Ride Captain Ride. We did Ride Captain Ride. Captain Ride. I don't even believe we did. It didn't sound like it. But no. It was, uh, <laughs> oh, we used we're to a do. Rock uh, Band. I know. <laughs> And the other one we I used to draw them into is... Uh, is going to cover some Christopher Cross? <laughs> oh, we were close. We did uh, it's the LSD song from uh, Chicago. Uh, 25 or 64? We used to oh, do that yeah. song yeah. all the Spitting time. Room is sinking deep. That one. We used to always do that. And we, we did Letter to Maria. We did Letter to Maria. We still play that. Yeah. But, but we would come out with these like obscure, <laughs> crazy cover songs that, like, but when you look at the scene in, in Niagara Falls, and it was the opposite of Buffalo. So Buffalo, if you weren't original, you couldn't play. Niagara Falls, if you weren't cover, you couldn't play. So like he's saying, we used to just lie. Yeah, we're a cover band. We do. We have a, a lot of covers we do, and it would just blow their fucking minds. But the bands that are there now today is like nobody's grown up yet. I mean, they literally are still... Like, I gotta do my cover set, and if you don't do covers... Right. Well, there are original bands now in Niagara Falls. There are. Nice. And we'll find there's yes. like, Exam Priori is a very good band from Niagara mm-hmm. Falls. Tokyo Monsters. Are they from Niagara Falls, too? They're yeah. from Boosting. Well, they were rehearsing there. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, all right. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So you got a new music scene where people, you know, a lot younger than us that are punching notice. out two days yeah, notice. They, yep. they, 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 uh, they, they close our show every time in Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yes, oh, great days, guys. Two days notice. Great guys. Yeah. Great guys. And uh, since the beginning of the time, they've always. But we, uh, but we've always been drifting towards where we do that obscure cover tune, but you won't even know it is unless. That one makes your hair go up on your arms. You're like, holy shit, I can't believe they're playing this Pink Floyd song. Or, See, I like or whatever. I, I like when bands do that where, like, and I'm probably the only person in the room, but when I'm that person where it's like, even if you even if you cover a well-known band, but you don't do that song, like, you don't do the right. one people are expecting, even if not everyone in the crowd's stoked, there's those couple people like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> first, time we, uh, exactly. first time we whipped out Interstellar Overdrive, it was, like, at <laughs> Stamps Bar in Tonawanda. And... From the we're, it was a tip. Remember? Yeah. 
people were very I, I like we always said nobody's even know what this is i mean it's uh from like what 1968 or something it's a like that sid barrett approximate era of pink floyd yeah it's a real old or pink mid floyd mid 60s yeah so we whipped this tune out and the guitar player from sons of Ghidorah was like blown away he ran right to i mean he ran these days he's like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> and they were like him and the, and the singer and another were like glued to it and when we were done with that tune, he's, they were, like, going nuts. When we were done, the set, he goes, are you fucking kidding me? You guys whip out Interstellar Overdrive? And, but, yeah, we've always had that where we just picked that really odd one, and you either say, wow, that's really cool, or, hey, is that a cover? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's really nice. So, you yeah. take it for yourself. Yeah, we wrote oh, that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, hey, I'm going to tell you about Interstellar Overdrive. I claim ownership of that. <laughs> we could have made it up. They don't know. Yeah, I claim ownership. We've been playing that as... We've been playing that longer than Pink Floyd played it. I mean, if you really point, think, that's a good point. you know what I mean? They, they've been gone a while. We've been literally playing that for 40 years. That was part of our set. You inherited set. at some point. Yes. You know, we, you're no longer I doing this. We Pink are. Floyd one time, uh, their actual real Facebook page, and they gave, us a, gave me a thumbs up. Oh, nice. They, they, they liked it. They were impressed. I saw the 86 version when we played the Continental. From the Continental. Oh, oh, yeah, we got um, YouTube. Virus X, Pink Floyd, and it comes right up. It comes, comes right up. And we, when we played that at the Continental for the very first time, like that was this place like, oh, tunes are they playing like that you know what i mean real you know because of a little clicks nobody and stuff clapped in the 80s nobody clapped really no applause was, the real way that, that, that the like they really they you had to have somebody oh, initiate after they're still hostile yeah. there's yeah. not like in between so as no this is what you wanted to see when you got maybe into your second or third tune where the people were moving forward towards the stage and then those that felt they wanted to engage physically would be in the front and then Everybody else would be like Sam saying like that, standing in the no background, clapping. like no clapping. And Buffalo would not clap. Buffalo is a oh, tough geez. scene. Buffalo I mean, still liked it a little bit. You can play some bars and Buffalo to this day. And really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Mm-hmm. We always Just bring it on. Like, mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. you have to have clap instigators to kind of get it rolling. <laughs> You have to like clap these things. Just push yeah. a button and everybody starts clapping. Yeah, yeah, we, Rick does a good instigation. Yeah, but that's why we love coming down here and we love jamming with these other bands that we're going to be playing with tonight. And yeah, Chief's uh, really an outstanding band. Uh, we never jammed with uh, the Halo Society from James. Never. They're good dudes. They're, they're really good. good. They got a lot of followers, like 4,000 yeah. I saw. We've had them uh, upstairs. I've, I've had them on Arts on Fire Live. They were in here a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, they did performance, interviewed them. Did all that, so yeah, they're no they're no strangers to it. Actually, their singer Sean Lander, he does a uh, radio show here on WRFA oh, as well. Cool. So yeah, Very lots cool. of lots of we all it's all it's all integrated. Yeah. I like that. I like that because that that shows that uh, you know there's a good support for the music in this area. Oh, you totally. know what I mean? Yeah, I, w- I got yeah I got to give us credit around you know including because people listening on the radio show know this, but like if you're listening on the podcast, I mean. Hell, you could be listening to another from another country. Like, yeah, we do have a nice right. scene. We have a nice scene around here for That's sure. That's the craziest Hell thing yeah. about. I mean, we say that today. Like, we just had some jackass from Vietnam, like, hack us and do all this weird yeah, shit. We oh yeah, is that, 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 is that all he, the Facebook stuff? Uh, okay, yeah, that, follow, that like, explains it. Like, oh, that so explains like, all of it. Yes. But the reasoning behind these crazy yeah, things. Yeah, from Facebook says you've been hacked from a, a village outside of in Vietnam somewhere, and it's crazy. Facebook sends you the email, and like. Well, since you know that, and you know who did, can you like give me back my page? No, the answer is no. It's gone. And about thirty oh, minutes yeah, after he, he he's calling me and telling me what the shit, do you believe what goes on? I'm sitting at my desk, and all of a sudden I look at my phone. I get a message that says, 
you've been your email website your, your user ID and your email have changed did you change this and it sent an email to my Gmail showing me this crazy yeah. Vietnamese name. It definitely was not you. It definitely was not <laughs> me. And when I clicked, it's not me. It's already they already got me because the second I clicked on it, it said you have been logged out. Now so he sells right, Bitcoin on uh, on my Instagram. thing. They're using my <laughs> thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, now I'm selling Cash App Bitcoin and stuff like that. <laughs> so they literally destroyed Virus X. But the person day. emailed Jesus, me and man. they said, "Hey, yeah. if you do this, this, and that, we'll give you back your page." Oh, they're like ransoming shit. Like, yeah. Maybe, oh, yeah. I said, "Nah," because I can go to my page and just cut and paste them and we'll upload them again if yeah. I really have to. If not. Everybody knows that's me up until that day. Well, luckily with the Virus X page, the old page still exists, Virus X. You can still interact with it all, watch all our old videos, listen to all our old tunes. You can still like it and follow it, mm. but it's, it's controlled by Noatius. It's like... Just um, won't be updated, basically. Yes. Yeah, so It'll like, never be updated. It's like 2015 till 2023, June. That's it. Oh. You know what I mean? Now, the new one, Virus it's X... It's a volume now. Just June the 7th. Volume 1. It's a volume 2, Virus X, Season 1. <laughs> well, we got 125 of our followers back in one day. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. I, I did enough scrambling. I was like on the internet for like five hours. Like, I got to find these people. Like, this is bad, you know? Yeah, because that that's... And well, we found them all. In lieu of, nice, in nice. Lieu of how everything used to be, This it's such a great tool because we're all finding each other, you know, these bands in Rochester, this one in Syracuse, and there's a hardcore punk page, a rock page, like in every city, and we join them all, and we're chit-chatting with the people, and... That's how we come up with some of the other gigs that we're doing with like random bands. Random bands. Yeah, gig exchange. Exchange. The gig exchange. So Networking yeah. probably is yeah. easier with the internet. Like you know, you'll get you'll get some Girl bands. Is bringing us here tonight, right. and then in exchange, we're bringing them November 11th to Niagara Falls. Oh, right. nice! Yeah, nice. Yeah. Play the wagon wheel with us. Yeah. Well, that's cool because again, like everything's so close. Where like if you like that lineup of bands, it's like they're close enough where it's like exactly. you go to James and you go to Niagara Falls. Oh, we brought Miles. We had we very uh, easy. We brought Miles Sangre to the oh, wagon wheel. Oh, nice! And and a Buffalo. But we, but the, the one with the wagon wheel. Now this is like a club. Like say we hit this place on a Saturday, Friday they got a guy that's playing the whole two sets of Neil Young. Uh, <laughs> Thursday night they got a guy that just plays acoustic and he's just there. And you know every band that plays Friday and Saturday are really heavy cover bands. You know like this band that band. We roll in and we bring Milo Sangre with us. And I was telling him, and I. And That's I, a show. That is a show. And, I, and it was us. Awesome. Niagara Falls were very, because the people who follow us were excited to see that. Too. Right. Wow, yeah. That was a good change. Because usually our longest support guy has been J.C. Nichols out of Erie, Pennsylvania. He right. always was on the road with us. But this time he wasn't, and so we brought, we said, Jason, we're going to bring somebody else this time. He's going to be, you know, shocked because we brought J.C. at least 55 times to Niagara Falls. And everywhere we go, he goes with us. Uh, Oil City, he goes with us too. He's been uh, with us everywhere. Utica, he'll play Rochester with us. Nice. Blue, he's a great guy. So, Miles Sangre came and they really blew their minds. You know, they were like, wow. Very cool. And the people that, uh, like when they were done, like some of the other bands we play, their fans, because the closer, all their friends were still there. And everybody was really into them. And we were like, how's it going to be? Is it going to be like when we used to show up? Like, because they're totally like, like that's how our set used to be. Like, when you see us <laughs> play tonight, like we'll do. The first four songs will be like what you would see in 1983, which is like bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And they're all our tunes from like that. Mala Sangre came out from set no, or song number one to the very last song. Room was like hardcore, full <laughs> yeah. throttle. Yeah, they are uh, fast. They are super fast. 
That's a good Man. band. People listening who yeah. aren't like again that local thing. Like if you're not from the area, like look up Malasanga. They're oh, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. I play them a ton on WRFA. Oh, did yeah. yeah, great, great, and great guys too. We we've been with them now what six years, maybe yeah, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're good men. Yeah, you know we did that outdoor space jam with them. We we really. Yeah, Us, them, JC, and a few other bands. Some of them aren't around anymore, but Erie's been like really. To be honest with you, that's been our base. Yeah, it's been. They really give me those best band. beverage, uh, whatever you know, they put around the beverage coolers or keep them. Koozie. Yeah, I got my olive oil in the one. It says Malasagra. Kind <laughs> 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 of olive oil koozie. Yeah, it, it fits in there perfect. Because I'm <laughs> nice. like, you know, I hear it is. I go, this olive oil fits in there perfect. It looks cool. So like, well, Malasagra, it's cool right there. So, I got my olive oil and balsamic and uh, vinegar in a circle there when it makes salads. This is cool. They have some nice products. I got a couple of CDs from them, too. Cool yeah, guys. yeah, great guys. They, Love they them. let me all that stuff when I, we were busy. I, know my, I, my, I was scattered, and I left all my cords and all my stuff in <laughs> Jeff's kitchen. left his dick bag, basically. And um, Carlos from Malasangra let me borrow his cord, yep. his uh, strap, strap, his... Um, uh, I had picks in my pocket, but... A couple of other, oh, and an adapter. Right, right. The adapter right. for the from the for the, the amp, amp to the, the thing. What to you the, call, yeah. That was in there too. So I needed an adapter, a cord, and a strap. Carl took care of me. And nice. didn't even skip a beat. We were on time. Yep. Boom, yeah. Professionals. Oh man, those guys are right. Yeah. I thanked them like the next time I could do you saved me so good. Well, guys, I mean, we uh, we've done like ninety minutes now. We've we've been going an hour and a half. This is like, oh no, no, we can. Well, this will fit all on there. Funny enough, it's like a drive from Jamestown to Buffalo. You could listen to all this from Jamestown to Buffalo. (laughs) But as we close this out, I mean, I want to make sure like all the plugs for places we can find you online, where we can find your music, Uh, as well as I mean, you do have the new DVD out, and I know there's record stores that do sell it up in Buffalo. So I mean. Now that now that people are aware of Virus X, where do we go follow you? Where do we go find you? All that good stuff. You can follow us on Facebook at Virus X nineteen eighty three on uh, Instagram Virus X, Twitter Virus X, uh, YouTube Virus X, uh, iTunes, Amazon, uh, Deezer, uh, you name it, Reverb uh, Spotify, Reverb Nation, Virus X, we're all there. And our record stores in Buffalo, we're at every record store in Buffalo. It's a locally owned nice. one, no chains. Uh, we're all in the locally owned. Same with Niagara County. Any record store in Niagara County that's locally owned by a, a proprietor of a small business, they're in there. Nice. No nice. chains. We just strictly help the local guys because they help us. And keep, right. I mean, keep an eye out. You play a lot. You play yeah. a oh, lot yeah. of shows. Like again, this is a very busy year for you. If you're listening in the area, not even in the area, PA, Ohio, New York, yep. like all of that, you play quite a bit. So uh, yeah, I mean, as we close this out, any anything else before we uh, go? Have we missed anything? Is there anything else? No, I just want to thank you and just thank Jennifer you for getting this gig tonight. Cheap thrill and JC Malasanga, the guys. And this also, like when we were doing the show the last time, it's Sam's family from this area. So that's right. That's he's right. got you know cousins that are coming. The other band he's related to the singers. So we it's going to be. Not just a normal, like, having a good time jam. Tonight would be a nice party, too. Nice, nice. Be nice. I mean, again, guys, it is, it's great to kind of uh, get back with some guests. Nice to uh, come back from the break and do an in-studio one. Very yeah. uh, nice. very cool. Plus, we've been playing you now for, uh, I mean, guys, since 27.3. Shout out Billy Cates yeah. since, uh, since he turned me on to the band. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go now. Whether you're listening to the radio show, whether you're listening to podcasts, we'll play you some virus X as well here in a second. But you are tuned into the Power Chord Hour. Thank you so much for listening.